Eldridge Combe, which is another hero figure. There are several, I think, in one's life. Uh, I have an immense respect for Ernst Combridge. Well, what happened was that Roland Penrose, Sir Roland Penrose, who started the ICA, the Institute of Contemporary Arts, uh, introduced us because he got interested in my sort of ideas about perception. He was a, a very, well, he's an artist in his own right and, and knew all the artists in the world and organised exhibitions and so on. He's a wonderful man. And he just thought this was a marriage made for heaven, you know, my sort of stuff on perception. And Ernst Gombrich, immense knowledge of art history and the nature of art in many ways, he actually knew a lot about perception. And so he organised this big exhibition that we ran called Illusion in Nature and Art at the ICA, uh, which is really actually based very much on my stuff. He said it was, and it was. Uh, and Ernst and I ran it, organised it, for about three years we worked on this, quite a long time. And it was a major exhibition which filled the whole of the ICA, and then went to New York and also to San Francisco. And then we did a book together, again called Illusion in Nature and Art. Well, I think actually defining illusion is jolly difficult. Um, basically, I think one means by it, if it's, say, a visual illusion, for sake of argument, that it's a discrepancy or departure from the truth. It's really what one means, that there's a physical reality out there that our perception more or less corresponds, and when it does not correspond, it's then an illusion. The waterfall phenomenon, uh, illusion was actually described by Aristotle. He was looking actually at a flowing river, according to his description, and uh, when he looked at the bank, the bank started to flow, to move in the opposite direction. He's actually a bit ambiguous about whether it's the opposite direction or not, but in fact it is in the opposite direction, always with these things. <clears throat> what happens is that you fatigue or you adapt cells in the brain which are signalling movement. We now know that, that movement is specially signalled, and it upsets the balance of the system so that the cells in the brain that have been over-activated, if you like, by the rotating spiral or by the moving river, then uh, give less information or less signal than the countering cell which have not been adapted. So that the movement system is unbalanced and the experience is of movement always in the opposite direction. And this is purely physiological. It's in terms of the neurons representing motion directly. Right, where the moon is always the same size at the eye. It always subtends half a degree. It's always the same size that you picture in the eye. And you can show that with a camera. If you take a photograph of the moon when it's high in the sky or when it's low down on the horizon, exactly the same size in the photograph. But when it's low down on the horizon, it looks a jolly sight bigger. Why does it look bigger, although the image is exactly the same? This is a question. Now, the first experiment is to look at it through a tube, which you can get from the bathroom, if you like. And as soon as you look at it through a tube, so the surroundings are not there, it looks small. It doesn't look big at all. The illusion goes. It depends on the surroundings when it's on near the horizon. And what's happening is that the perspective, etc., towards the horizon is scaling it up, like in the Ponzo illusion. It's scaled, as it were, upwards by the information of distance. Mm -hmm.